Greetings. Hello. How is everybody feeling? <laughs> I, am I included in that question being asked? Well, I, I kind of know how you're feeling. Feel free to answer that because I know that it's been a little bit of a rough patch over here. Individually, collectively, collectively. in terms of the, Marilyn well, just and I. Us together and then collectively in the in mass reality we've we've been let's just call it out we've been in the upside down we have been in the upside down there's a little bit of kind of short circuiting and rewiring happening we're in the middle of a raging against the machine moment in time in our now time because the machine either breaks or you have to really like we this system that we've been living in so let's take it on the the macro level and how it it's also reflected in our individual lives being the the micro level right mm -hmm. and on the macro level we're in the midst of these intense just ingrained belief systems and paradigms that are in the process of being completely dismantled completely turned around mm -hmm. completely just being sent out to go away Leveled. for good there's so much insanity going on in you know not just this country of the united states but all over the world i think this is where it is and everybody is already so completely numbed i don't care what side of things that you're on i don't care how you're looking at it but the reckoning is here right and these ideas of race, of gender, of our roles, yeah. um, is all, it's all shifting. And it has to, it mm -hmm. has to, because it's built on, a, it just, it's built on a foundation of nothing, of lies mm -hmm. and, and genocide and dominion and patriarchy and, and uh, privilege and that cannot sustain itself and it is not sustaining itself and that's why you know it's that the, the time of confrontation is here and that's not a comfortable place for most people to be in mm -hmm. in their personal lives and on the collective so that's why I, I think you know for us everything was able to get shifted in a way of, of at least to get through this one particular turbulent period <laughs> through great the grace of gratitude and love and that coming into our world at a time when we really needed it and we have to trust in the darkness and you have to trust when you're in the middle of the storm and you have to believe these things to be true and you also have to be okay with yourself of just like 
having some real authenticity and being honest about things. We promise to give you all some real talk about consciousness. Mm -hmm. And this journey is not all fluff and stuff. This isn't all light and love, you know, in order to to fully love yourself you have to love the darkness as much as the light Mm -hmm. and i don't know about you i'm not going to speak for everybody that's listening to this but i can go to some dark places in my within my own self i mean as much work as i've done and as much healing as i've done there's always more layers to do there's always more to be seen there's always more you know, little bits and little, little, just a little, some crumbs of Mm -hmm. trauma that still want to come up. And, and at the end of the day, we have to have that gratitude because really, if we have resistance within ourselves to seeing the darkness within ourselves, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to be able to, you know, reach out and scoop it up in a big hug and be like, Oh, I see you. I see you. And I love you. You know, Mm -hmm. these wounded parts of ourselves, the parts that go to a place of judgment, the parts that need our love and attention Mm -hmm. and need to be noticed. Right. So in light of this difficult passage we've been through (laughs) one key element that really buoyed us up and lifted us up out of out of that place was getting to read all the beautiful comments that our listeners have left us on um really our youtube channel yeah i don't know if we've talked about our youtube channel at length that we have but we do make all of our podcasts available on youtube be the light podcast and we do answer everybody Mm -hmm. who asks us questions leaves comments and it's been really fun so we'd like to share some of these lovely comments from our listeners who have taken the time to drop us a line and share their thoughts their feelings and we just want to call them out because they took a few minutes and Mm -hmm. they have no idea what it meant and how it literally changed the trajectory of our lives seriously (laughs) and i'm looking at you michelle tawagi i'm looking at you and i'm looking at your comment you expressing absolutely amazing all around. Thank you. Love her. She always Heart comments emoji. on all of our stuff. She does. And I she, feel the love. I do. From Michelle, all the way from Australia. I feel it in my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there's there's another viewer slash listener who we adore. <laughs> I adore anybody that has two first names as their name, but three, <laughs> it's a trifecta. And that's, that's you, Randy Lee Chester. <laughs> first of all, the fact that you get our sense of humor, oh, oh, that's everything. I know, right? Really. Lee says... When you've been here for three billion years, you learn a few things. LOL. <laughs> you girls are great and so funny. I laughed myself silly with some of your comments. Great info, 
love the way you put it together. I mean, man just after the my heart. Thought <laughs> of Lee laughing himself silly. There is nothing that is going to elevate me more uh -huh. than thinking uh -huh. about somebody just just bringing joy to somebody's heart. That right. makes me happy. Truly, it's, I know. That's what we live it's for. It's the best. It is the best. The final comment we wanted to share with you guys is is from Ann Walton, who just with great exuberance responded with, do this, do more of this. And Anne, we're here to tell you that we are doing more of this. And by this, we're taking it. You're talking about that particular curated episode of Treb and Ardiff. Um, so we'll be having more of that coming um, up in yes, future episodes. Yes, we're going to get into the inner workings of Maryland. Yeah, so this has taken a while. <laughs> well, how much time you got? Um, I got a long time. I'm gonna be here for a while. My parameters are, are, is that I'm I'm going down. You kind of went the star seed route. I'm going the earth seed route. On always a always a good why not solid road to solid take. road. For anybody who knows me really well knows that I just have a hard thing with time and. <sighs> deadlines <laughs> yeah well <laughs> that is not really true as long as I mean kind you can of, do that just as long as you got a wing man woman a wing, a wing woman got a wing well we're gonna get some wings because I'll tell you what <laughs> these people commenting they've literally been the wind beneath our wings. literally and once again talk about service to humanity it comes in all forms and just someone taking the time. You have no idea whose life you're going to change just by showing a bit of gratitude, by saying a kind word. It's amazing. And we are we so grateful from the bottom of our hearts because it came at the perfect. It was like the Hail Mary that came at the last second. And we kind of got a barrage in one day of all of these beautiful, positive, uplifting comments. And truly, it was so needed. And we are so feel so blessed and so grateful. OK. Enough chitter chatter. Enough jibba jabba. <laughs> Let's get to the real meat of this week's podcast. Yes. What's really happening on today's episode? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. We had the honor and the privilege of getting to visit with a really amazing human being and somebody who has had his own dark nights and his own travails in life. And he has come through that um, with this absolutely infectious, uplifting joy and positivity that needs to be shared. Devin Kajuse. Now, Devin is an NFL football player. He started out as a player at Stanford and, and that was his college career, was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers, got traded over to Green Bay Packers, and then moved on to the Cleveland Browns. Now, 
for those of you who are listeners who also are, you know, watching football and have an awareness of that, there is an HBO program called Hard Knocks. And it's a documentary series that kind of gets in there and follows one NFL team uh, into the preseason. And it's a show that ends up focusing on players that are on what would be considered a bubble. Are they going to make the team? Are they not going to make the team? And you really get to see the inner workings of what that is like. And you really get invited into these players' lives. So um, he was a featured player on the show. And millions of people really got swept away with Devin and his total positivity and his beautiful spirit. And Devin is also um, someone who um, is an energy healer who is a big proponent and, and utilizer of crystals and stones and minerals for healing. I think he's the first person we've had on that was a total crystal nut like we are. Yes. And, and a fellow, a fellow so practitioner. Cool. Because his goal is to be assisting people in their elevation and to inspire them and to do his work. You know, he's doing his own service to humanity, which is yeah. beautiful and amazing. And we had an incredible conversation with him, and we're excited to share that with you today. Without further ado, here's our conversation with Devin Kajus. very excited today we have a very special guest on the be light podcast it's mr devin kajust an nfl football player but what really got us excited about devin is that he is um a uh, crystal healer and he loves stones and of course as everybody knows this is our life Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you so much, Devin, for making time. We know you're very busy these days and spending a little time with us and uh, being here on the show. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor and a blessing. (laughs) So um, not that we're not like, but I can say, I think with full confidence, Melissa does not follow any kind of football whatsoever. (laughs) I don't. And in full disclosure, um, you know, for the last couple of years, I, more than that, it's just not been anything that I've been super um, into. And, uh, but I did grow up around it. My dad was a football coach. Um, My, you know, it's been around me my whole life. Uh, We live in Norman. So, you know, Sooner football is kind of a big deal. That's, it's just. Putting it mildly. Putting it mildly. Just a little bit. (laughs) And so I just happened to one evening, I don't really watch 
a lot of TV when it's on TV. I'm like a Netflix, you know, streaming kind of person. So it's like, you know, I, what, who's on Hard Knocks this year? I don't even know. And I'm flipping. And I'm like, I'm going to just pull it up and I'm going to watch it. I just feel really guided to watch this episode, which just happened to be episode four, which happens to be the episode in which all of the viewers of this show get to be introduced to your connection with stones and crystals and minerals. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? This is a huge paradigm shift. This is amazing. I can't, who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> and so I always believe that we're completely divinely guided and led and that there are no accidents. And the whole purpose of me sitting down and even watching that show and that episode was completely anomalous. And, um, and yet it was completely obvious to me the minute I saw you and holding your stones and that scene sitting by the lake. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what does he have in his hand? What is that sphere over there on the bench? What's going on? And the little box, yeah. which looks like all our of boxes. our little boxes, <laughs> all the many, many little boxes. And then there's the special box and that's the real special box. That's the real special box. So that's how we found you. And we would like for you to share, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners and to like, just let us know who, who is Devin Kajuice and who you are in this moment, right? in this moment. Well, I want to say thank you again. And that was extremely guided just because as you said, it was episode four and I was just looking at the clock and I have it in military time and it's. 1444. <laughs> yes. So if you want any more guidance or a message from the archangel saying, hey, yeah, do everything you were just saying, mm -hmm. guided, true, put true. a stamp on it. So Valid, accurate. That made me smile on the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really made me smile. So, wow. Um, thank all of you again. Devin Kajust, uh, again, tied in for the Cleveland Browns. For me, Man, I don't even know where to start. Who am I? Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm this ever changing, ever growing, not roller coaster, but wavelength. Um, mm -hmm. Because wavelengths is a form of light and it's going up and down, don't get me wrong. But if I say roller coaster, that means you get the slow up sometimes or the really hard lows. And wavelengths are, wavelengths are consistent and it's ebbing and flowing through everything. And I don't know, I try to go as fast as I can sometimes, like light, and then sometimes you slow it down. <laughs> like a radio wave, mm -hmm. like you're yeah. on the show. So, but just changing your light and changing the hue. Um, I, I don't know, like, where am I? Like, who am I? That's a great question. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> no, it's a big we one. We know it's a big just, one. It, it would be rotates. hard to answer. It's, I, it's more of a, a feeling. And I, I feel like I, I've just recently received this quote from one of my good friends. And I just met him a couple of months ago and I said, tell me about yourself. Like, who are you? I asked him the same question and he says, I'm sorry, but the heart does not have a language. The mind does. It speaks with no words. And that's resonated with me so much. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I can't tell you who I am. I just want you to hear through my voice mm -hmm. and try and feel 
who I am. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. I mean, it's we're... like the I am that I am, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote on the back of my iPad. I had that lasered in as a yeah, I share yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right so on. Yes. I mean, I was raised very religious in Catholic church, Catholic school, and Catholic and very religious parents. And I think that that's been ever evolving my understanding of that. And I would say that I'm closer now to understanding the, what that is than I ever have been. I do agree with that completely. Um, I mean, I was raised Catholic, Roman Catholic, and decided to leave that when I was 10 years old due to the National Geographic Channel and me and my natural love for science, mm-hmm. hearing that Noah's Ark was impossible to build and that the Red Sea, there was a time period where the land bridge would show up on like this lunar eclipse or something like that. And the tide would be low enough that it would be across. So my understanding of God, I'm like, you lied to me, you're not real, <laughs> etc. ran from him, didn't become atheist, knew there was something bigger, but I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and then yes. went to Catholic high school and still was getting pushed in my face. And I'm like, sorry, dude. Yes. can't really buy into it and surprisingly <laughs> I ended up dating someone that brought me to Christian church and he was just trying to talk to me to build a relationship and I didn't understand that and that's something that I chased so I never knocked religion um, because it, for me it was a stepping stone into where I am now mm-hmm. I still look at it as guidelines and has great messages especially the mythological one and the metaphorical ones I use it for that, but I'm not a Bible thumper, as you'd say, but I totally believe that if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be nearly as expansive as I am and connected to God or source, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. We all can relate to that journey and Uh that story. (laughs) I mean, it's like I was, I was eight when they, like, I wasn't allowed to ask certain questions at church. Mm Mm-hmm. Not Catholic. We were Catholic lights. We were Methodists. <laughs> we kind of are dipping into the rituals, but not in all the way. Catholic yeah. light. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Catholic light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a Diet Coke. It's not uh, not, uh, not all of it. We're only going to drink grape juice. We're not going to drink wine. We only take sacrament. We've definitely all had our Lieutenant Dan moments, mm-hmm. you know, here yeah. with God. And- Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, throwbacks I love this I really want to say like good morning Vietnam for some reason <laughs> just hearing that out loud I was like you just threw so many memories right there <laughs> well that's you know that scene is iconic because mm-hmm. we all know yes. what that feels like and especially on your spiritual journey mm-hmm. that is what always comes to mind when you're having those moments of like when we're really being tested and you're raging against you don't even know what you know yeah (laughs) and i just feel really compelled as you just said that for the listeners out there who are still trying to figure this whole thing out and find a path or the right way quote unquote i that's the very thing i want to be eliminated is like, like there's no exact direction or formula like you're going to hear similarities on a kundalini activation or you know just having a spiritual awakening like you had a dream or you hear a lot of similarities 
I would say don't keep looking for like, oh, I'm supposed to experience this. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to experience that. No, you're going to experience exactly what you're supposed to for you. Mm-hmm. And exactly. just allowing that and asking for that, that's how you receive. And it's just trying to let go of this binary idea that it's ones and zeros and it's black and white. Like That is definitely not how it works. And if you just keep it simple, you'd be surprised what you get. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful truth well, right there. It does, and it speaks so much to that whole aspect of why it's important to trust everything as it's unfolding. And I've heard you speak about this. That's a really hard and challenging place to really get to for most people is the trusting, you know, and not the constant um, debating, having that uh, analytical mind step in and that egoic mind step in and well, try to and challenge also that. A, con- a conditioning, right. an entire lifetime of conditioning that the other knows what's happening, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't know what's happening. So... I would even ask them though, because I've this is what helped like you know crack my shell open, was everyone in some way, shape, or form has understood or had an experience where it's like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Either they saw something or they felt like these weird sensations. Um, they, some people have more extreme, you quote, paranormal type things. But keeping it simple, I'd simply ask, how do you explain when you think of somebody, and then they suddenly text you? at the same time and it's not just once it's not 10 times it's like 50 times plus and if you've only met that person within a month i know we've all had a relationship like that where you just clicked with somebody Mm -hmm. on the same page same wavelength saying the same things texting at the same time i mean what what is that how do you how do you deny that as something greater or that we're not connected recognizing synchronicities like that and the importance of that and knowing that there's forces at work that are not just greater than ourselves but they are ourselves you know that's our higher selves that's our that the the us you know call it your soul your higher self whatever term you know you're comfortable with that's we're a part of that you know and and we have we know what we're doing, even if we, as the personality selves, don't know what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and that goes back to the trusting that I'm being led, I'm being guided, I'm really guiding myself and having that strong, developing that strong connection with the uh, you of you, you know, and not pushing down that inner voice that's telling you to yeah, pick up the phone. You gotta. You need to text, and they're gonna respond with like, "Oh my God, yeah, I was just thinking about you," or "I'm in this moment," or "I'm having this going on," and it was important to connect. And that's just like a, a beautiful step for people to really embrace that and to trust that. So, and you, you're somebody who clearly is living that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's evident. And it's and the one thing I will also note is like. It comes with the trials and mm-hmm. a lot of people, even myself, were like, why can't it just be easy? Why can't it just flow? Like, what is it where I have six days of grace, but I can't receive that seventh before something happens. And mm-hmm. with that being said, it's because you're supposed to learn from that experience. It's trying to show you something. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing I've noticed in my life with the patterns is I will receive the same lesson increasingly difficult each time that mm-hmm. I actively refuse it. 
mm-hmm. and they'll put it in my face again. They'll make it a little like trickier in a mm-hmm. way to like really make sure that I am rooted in my fundamentals and foundation and leaning on that trust. And the best part is, is like when you push through that, the reward you get, and it's not looking for the reward. It's them just telling you, thank you for listening and trusting us mm-hmm. here. And then they'll show you some random person that'll show up in your life and like makes you smile out of nowhere where you get blessed with an awesome podcast like this, you know, <laughs> little things like that'll happen. Or I don't, I, again, it, they just constantly happen. The more that you trust it. And I've recognized when I want to go on my own and leave that trust and say, no, no, no I, I got it now. My life's good. I, I can figure this out. Thank you. I appreciate it. And how quickly it falls apart. Uh-huh. We know. Like, we don't understand the design purposes, but it sure does make it a whole lot easier when you can have the gratitude. I mean, like when it happens enough times, like you're saying, you're clearly making the connections about being tested and those kind of dark nights of the soul where, you Mm. know, you're like, why is this happening again? Like everything was so, I thought I got this. Do I really have to keep learning this lesson over and over again? But really, when you see the being tested as like that, yeah, you've made it this far that you get to take the test now so that you can move on to the next level. It's like, wow, I'm almost past this, you know, and if you can look at it like that instead of looking at it as a setback, it makes it so effortless, you know, it makes it just all run a little more smoothly. Well, and new opportunities present themselves when you go through that. You know, like yeah, and it and internally raises your vibration, totally, or, vibe, or good feelings, or dopamine. However, mm-hmm. all the range of science, feelings, emotions, psychology, mm-hmm. it raises all. Well, I, I kind of want to go back to when you were talking about having this awakening or this awareness, like when you were ten, making these questions, questioning the church, not 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 feeling aligned with that dogma. Right? Have you felt like spiritually awake and aware your whole life? Uh, no, my mom always said I was a really, really, really old soul. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know what that means other than I'm like an adult in a kid body. Mm. Uh, so that's, that was my understanding of it. Cause I only hung around adults and when I was a kid getting bullied all the time or made fun of, like, I just kept going back anyway and forgive and love open heartedly. And then it, boom, it just didn't end up working that way. So I hung out with adults all the time mm. and I would have these experiences experiences but again because i was denying god and that idea of spirituality and yeah jesus might have been a person but i don't believe what he's saying in here i would get like these crazy experiences sometimes and then it was like one in my sophomore year where i could literally hear and feel three kids talking to me in the room that i was in in high school sophomore in high school or sophomore in college sophomore in college okay um and I remember talking to my mom and being like, okay, I don't know what's going on. This is what I'm hearing and I need some help on it. Don't give me a whole, you know, the get down. Da, 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 da. I just want a simple understanding, a simple fix. Okay, wait. Um, help. Three people that were, were they physically in the room or no? Or you could no, do- they're just energies. Like I can feel, feel they're like, they look like a dark cloud. Okay. Like they were like lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like a smoke. One of them was, <laughs> it was, yeah, one of them, honestly, like it was a little, they were children. It was a little girl, okay. uh, a little boy, like a super little boy, like four. And then like an older kid who was like their protector, like 
12. Mm. Um, and they'd been like extremely abused and they had come to me and kept trying to get me to get out of the room and they weren't moving things. Um, they were just like, pull my, other than like pull my blanket, like keep pulling my leg while I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, mom, um, again, give me the simple letdown and explanation. What can I do? And we walk through it and it turned into like this hour and a half conversation on how to release them and move them forward and figure out who they were and what to do. And, and that was when I was like, okay, like, I guess that's kind of real, but I'm, I, I don't really understand it. And I'm just going to keep it in the back of my mind. And honestly, sorry, correction. That was my senior year in college, not sophomore okay. year. Um, because again, I really only started to open up and connect to it two years ago. So your mom clearly had some understanding of, of these sorts of phenomenal experiences more like the she was deep into the crystals and the stones she'd been in that for like six or seven years now okay um, so but is she that wasn't how always, you got connected I'm, to the crystals is through your mom yeah okay um but she wasn't a firm believer either like again raised catholic being a kid it was just we, we just that's the way it was like we have these weird serendipitous moments and I would just acknowledge them in some way. Sometimes I felt like I would say to my mom, I see dead people or I see some people in the corner of my eye. I just don't know what that is. And then we mm-hmm. just kind of like brush it off. Right. Um, oh, I guess this was really neat. Now that, I don't know why this popped up, but the cool story, my mom and I, when we would drive and it would rain, we'd have these long drives from work sometimes, or we would just go places. And I would tell her that I'm going to stop the rain she needed it to or like it was a sad day and I was like watch this and I put my hands on the ceiling of the car and within five to ten minutes max maybe the rain would stop or we would be somewhere like in the house and I'd say mom I'm gonna make the rain stop so it's like I'm believing it's not just because we're driving and we're moving out of a rainstorm or whatever and the rain would stop and I didn't know what that was but I truly believed that whatever it was I was talking to God and I was talking to this idea of mother nature mm-hmm. and I would see an image this beautiful image of her covered in like these green vines and basically like I would go and talk to this person that I saw mm-hmm. and I would ask her to let the rain stop please and to pull the, the sun out and within a couple of minutes it would and that was like my only real feeling of ooh I have superpowers like type thing. Um, but who knows what it was? It, again, could have just driven across and got out of a storm on the entire island or however large. You don't were. need to rationalize it like that. I think this is what your mom was referring to when she said you were an old soul. Yes. Which, <laughs> when I hear that, I hear ancient wisdom. Yes, I hear I, connections right. with the earth. I hear connection with, you know, the elements and the elementals and, and this deep, knowing right. that that everything that you were doing is completely possible and natural and quote-unquote normal and because of that your intention was so focused right and because you're so connected yeah. that of course the elementals are going to listen to you and be like okay let's just hold up this rain you know so you've been having phenomenal experiences your whole life yeah and just but haven't really had any context that. for it yeah Okay. Right. That's just thinking beautiful. that's what you could do. Right. Well, and that's the thing, you know, it's most people don't. And especially when we're like, it's like, I, I'm hearing, 
I was getting tickled. You know, your mom, did she get into the crystals and have them around the house just because she liked how they looked or how they just made her feel good to look at them? Or did she gravitate toward them because she knew that they had properties that would be working, you know, in specific ways? Uh, properties in specific ways. Okay. She was introduced to them. And I wasn't, I was in college at this time. Mm-hmm. Like I literally had just left and she started to get into that. And that's when I was the biggest skeptic mm-hmm. and I'd come home and be like, you're a hippie or <laughs> the namaste one with the world. Person. Like, the huge, huge stereotype that's labeled to that, which I think is just wrong now at this point. But again, I was just <laughs> yeah. a non-believer and just bashing my mom. She was she's still trying to find herself as we all are. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I just knocked that. I was like, whatever, mom. I'm like, yeah, you hold on to those rocks. Just like people are saying to me now, you just hold on to those right. rocks. Yeah. Uh, yes, I will. Thank you. They're, you know, they're my yeah. allies. Yeah, they're going to, they got my back. I will. Thank you. Um, what did you study in school again, in college? STS, life science, and biotech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So it's so, about as sciencey as it gets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we took the approach of when we were trying to figure it out, right? Like how does, how does crystal, how does this healing really happen? And it's really just all on the basis, the principles, you know, of, of entrainment and a vibrational frequency and, um, and the many, many, many (laughs) layers that that encompasses, right? (laughs) Lots of layers to that. And so I think (laughs) this is so cool that your mom was into this and had this, you know, awareness and knowledge. And yet I'm hearing like, was it just getting to the point? Like at what point did everything flip for you? And it became not something to like disbelief, but something that actually had validity for you. It's kind of gray. Okay. Um, That's all things. Just again, because the reason why I say that is because, when it stemmed from religion, when I was dating this girl in college, um, she was very Christian. And again, is the soul, I'd almost say really the sole reason that even got me anywhere near having an idea of spirituality. And it was because one thing after the next, I would be talking to God and asking from the purest form of my heart that I possibly could for certain things and guidance in ways. And then they would happen year the next day it was and it was thing after thing after thing and i'm like the smile and the unconditional love i started to feel almost for the first time from something that i did not understand i was like okay like you're real mm-hmm. i would talk to jesus and i'd be sometimes he'd be in church and i'm like i don't really like the message but right now i just need you to hold me or something like mm-hmm. just keep reinstilling faith and then i'd get this amazing chill that would just go right around me and then I learned that that was my confirmation or mm-hmm. um, yeah, validity to what I was experiencing so little things like that would happen and then when February 15th came around like I really started diving into it uh, in 2016 excuse me um, I had just been with the pack I was leading into the Packers sorry not February 16th um, I was with the Packers in 15 now Damn, that's three years ago man <laughs> No, 
It has to be 16. It has to be 16. Time is Sorry. so fluid. You can keep track. Yeah, it's just like, it's all the same to me, but. Right. With the That's Packers. That's 5D living, and, baby. Yeah, yeah, right. Sheesh. With the Packers and dropped out of faith for a long time. And then I decided, I was guided. I decided, quote, um, to go back and start reading the Bible again and started building this relationship again. And my life was at such a low while I was over there in the first four weeks, like, I mean, mind-numbingly depressed. And then all of a sudden, just decided to start reading the energy bus, the Bible, building this relationship. And then again, these serendipitous things kept happening. I kept Then I started hearing messages and being guided to do things. And when I would do it, like they told me what would come from the outcome and then it would happen. And so then I just like jumped off the deep end because I was in a mode of desperation. I was in the rock of rock bottoms. And then February 15th came around the following year. And I met my, who is my master teacher now, uh, Andrea Mulcahy. She gave me my first healing and taught me how to like create a little energy ball in my hand and send it to either parts of my body or to people. And then last but not least, that that same week, I remember driving in my host family's van. And there were four separate instances, but I'll only name one of them just because it was like small little things. And there was this person running with weights, like going above their head and their shoulders. And I'm like, that is horrible for you while you're doing that. Like that, that is just excruciatingly painful. And they're like, send your thought, like create a ball and send a thought to run properly and uh-huh. throw it at them. And so I'm driving and I can see them and all of a sudden I throw it at them. And then as they're driving by me, I look in my side view mirror and they put their hands down like almost immediately. And they start running normally. And I'm like, there's no way that that was like coincidental timing. And then when I finished the drive, like I was only going five minutes. It was three more things. It was just one after the other. Actually, I really like the next part too. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to forget it. So, little boy crying with headphones on in CVS and all of a sudden I knew he was crying and I just turned around he couldn't see me and then I just start sending him love like an exorbitant amount of love and I say it's okay in my head and like stop crying and he puts his hands on his ears and he turns around and looks straight at me like just right as that happened he just it was like he acknowledged what he felt and he just stopped crying wow and I'm just like okay I'm sold. This is it. That's so like, beautiful. I don't know what's going on, but I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> well, you are a very powerful manifester. Seriously. Like, I mighty mean, manifester. A mighty, mighty, mighty manifester. I remember when we first got our Reiki attunements and became Reiki practitioners and just that feeling of excitement of... Uh, just that same thing you're talking about seeing somebody in the store having a bad day and being, being stuck able in to traffic just, and giving everybody around you Reiki, you know, you know seeing an ambulance and a car wreck and just immediately going into that space and, and knowing the truth of it and knowing the power that it can have to heal and to, um, you know, ease emotions and fear and all of these things and just shift the frequency of a situation and it's just so incredibly beautiful and there's so many people in the world in our world right now that are waking up to this and that are doing this and how incredible what an amazing time to be alive yeah amen that 
just don't be afraid. Ask for community. Ask for help or find someone that you, you're like, I don't know what this is and I feel weird about it, but like, I'm just going to go for it. Do it. Because I promise you, the universe is showing you an exponential growth that's about to happen in the community that you're looking for and need help with will show up. Mm-hmm. Well, True. and we know just from the actual scientific research that's been done about what can happen when a group of people gets together and focuses on the same intention. And can you imagine mm-hmm. if we really did that for the world, for healing the oceans, for healing each other, ourselves, the planet? I mean, you know, this is where we're headed, I believe. No, I'm 100% with you. And again, like, just it's been such a cool, cool journey. And I would say one thing that Jesus says, you know, he always says in the Bible, you would do far greater things than I. And all you need to have is faith of a mustard seed. And mm-hmm. a lot of people look at that only as the metaphor, mm-hmm. you know, like faith of a mustard seed and then you can move a mountain, you know, mm-hmm. and I will do far greater things than you, Jesus. I'm not one third God. And it's like, take all of that away. He's He's just trying to tell you that he's not greater than you Mm -hmm. we are the same and we all are capable of doing the same things he can and literally having such a small small faith but super super focused you really can do anything so i'm not greater than anybody nobody's greater than anybody we're all capable of doing this it's just connecting to one another to amplify it Mm -hmm. right and And that's what i'm excited to figure out and the reason why jesus could do all of that I'm sure there's a multitude of reasons, but he also believed <laughs> that he could, you know, right. He had the knowing there within no him. Doubt. There was never a shred of doubt that he could, you know, do it. And, yeah. and that is intention, you know, and when you have that intention, you're operating with those higher dimensional, that higher dimensional knowing. Yeah. I mean, you can make, turn water into wine manifest fishes i'm telling you like i'm that that's what i'm going to figure out how to do is manifest literal objects mm-hmm. or whatever my my thought process is and i will let you guys know Please when do. that yeah we're working on teleportation we're working on teleportation so you work on manifesting <laughs> of physical like objects we'll work on teleportation we'll get it all together here <laughs> Yes, that's number two for me. Yeah, well, like that's, that's number one. I'm like that, and yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to take extensive notes and share them, pass them around. The thing about it is, is we've had so many, we've had that that concept physically play out in the dream state in a variety so many of ways. Times. In so many times, in so many ways. And like to the point when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I just have to figure out that formula now. Like I got it all, it, it was all shown to me. It was all so crystal clear. <laughs> And then I just have to do this run thing and I'm going <laughs> to run and I'm going to go up into a ball and I'm just going to pop out and it's just going to work. So I'm still working on that. <laughs> no worries. Uh, okay. So, so are you a Reiki practitioner? Is that what your teacher trained you? Are you using that modality or do you have a, what are your, modalities that you're drawn to for healing besides stones um well yeah the reiki mm-hmm. reiki is definitely one but i only use it as like like very few like techniques in it um okay. i really enjoy i know this may sound crazy but i'm gonna put this out there and i don't think my teacher would be mad about it but we've been working on for almost 
little over a year now, we've been guided to create and or make aware these alternate planes and universes that have dimensional places that have all of this information on over 60 different planets. And we're still learning about these pods right now. And we're able to do healings and bring people to them. Mm-hmm. And we know they're real, not just made up our, our minds. Because sometimes we'll ask, hey, did you get any names or faces? Or mm-hmm. maybe you got what it felt like. And they're like, I heard it was this. Mm-hmm. And they were spot on. So, it's so like, is this something you're doing together, like in meditation? Like you're all focusing on on tapping into this together? Or like the two of you? It's, it's like, well, yeah, we just say we're journeying. Uh-huh. Sometimes she'll have to go one place and I'll go to another place. And then we'll get this download of information and then we'll come back and then we'll see that it expanded or we learn a new healing modality or like there's just it's so big like i like words really can't encompass how huge that this is and it's for everybody and we're just they're finalizing the like finalizing that's a means there's never really an end obviously but finalizing a way that we can push this out and make it really simple for people to use this because I also use that when I do the healings. I'll have one aspect of myself take them on their journey where they have to go. Another aspect, do Reiki. Mm -hmm. Another aspect, do sound healing, like either using my voice or I'll use a singing bowl or I'll use a chime. Um, And then I use like my own kind of like personal imagination on what I feel. So it's really just a combination of all that. And then obviously the best thing is what's the person's intention and allowing their higher self to work through me. So, right. Well, your, really your sessions sound exactly like ours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally just, we've never tried to describe it with words, but it is exactly that. I mean, you're working on so many different like dimensions and, and at one time in so many different ways. And it's exciting to me that someone else can understand it. I know, that's, that's <laughs> like, we don't really get to talk to we many don't. people about it because it's like hard to describe. Well, I was here and then there was an astral version of me that was doing this. And then there was another higher version and we were doing this but we were like way far away and we were somewhere completely different and and then all this other stuff was happening and then we were in outer space and then there were all these other beings that you know and it's all happening at one time and somehow you can tap into all of it at one time yes absolutely and i guess that's the definition of being multi-dimensional yes Absolutely. Um, what is what would you say is your favorite part about the healing other than like, say, I mean, like personally, out of all of the techniques that you're using, what are some of the favorite experiences that you guys go through? I mean, obviously, the best part at the end when you watch the person, you know, they come out and they're you know, the best is one of the most skeptic. But I mean, and then they're like, I don't know what's happening. And they walk out of there speechless. But I mean, like, you, people's you are dilated. Enjoy. It's like they took three hits of acid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they come out. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. they have had an altered state. For me personally, my favorite aspect of all of it, I think, is what you just touched upon. Because every client and every session is unique. There are never two sessions that are the same because everybody's different, right? (laughs) And their intention. So we ask our clients, like when they come in, you know, aside from just the usual intake information, there are three questions that are of the utmost importance for us is how do you want to feel when you're finished? 
What is your intention for healing? And how do you describe yourself? And people have a really hard time. That's like us putting you on the spot and saying, hey, Devin, uh, introduce yourself. How, where, how, who are you in this moment? You know, where, where, you know, that's kind of, that's a hard thing for anybody to answer um, because we are so, um, we're immense, magnificent, multidimensional beings. Even if somebody is really entrenched in the 3D living in life, they still are that. So when people are done and they're getting, they come out once we get done, because we work on people for anywhere from 90 minutes to two hours. So we run mm. through a whole thing of sound. We utilize specific hertz frequency tuning forks and singing bowls and chimes and solfeggio forks. And, you know, we just get into the sound really opened up a lot of things for us. But I get excited because when we're, we've got somebody on the table, we're at such a place with our relationship with crystals and stones that they're literally telling us mm-hmm. that they need to be on, you know, like we know, like if you got physical issues, we're going to put stones on. You for just that. don't even think about it anymore. Uh-uh. You just grab it. You're, just, you're pulling of exactly what you're intuitively guided because your higher, our higher selves is communicating with their higher self and they know what the hell's going on. You know, they know what they need. And so we don't question that. But I'm like with you, when people are done and they're out and they are, because we never know if we're going to see these people again. We've had clients that come once a month for years and we got people that are one offers that come in and we'll never see them again. And so we kind of pack a punch when people come to see us because yeah, you, you, we got to get you grounded because literally your pupils are the size of basketballs. You don't know where you are. You shouldn't be driving a car. <laughs> Let's right. Like as you just started to talk about it, it was three twenty three and twenty three is a huge number for me in my me, life. And me I'm, too. Uh, wow. Okay. So any more coincidences, ladies? Anything? Okay. I started to like get just light and like <sighs> high feeling it and i'm like dang i can only imagine two hours of such thorough deep cleaning not by one of you but both of you in this amazing i can just i feel it i'm just like <laughs> i know I, I know i was like i don't even know like it came through the ipad and it's just audio i'm like oh my gosh so have you, how do you go about as a practitioner, how do you work with clients? Like, how does that come about? Do you have people that come to you regularly? I mean, I, I'm just like, my mind is, was blown when I found out you were doing that because your life as a NFL football player and at this time of the year and not just this time of the year, it's really all year. I know you guys have to work so hard all year long and how do you navigate these two worlds? Well, for the most part, again, it was the TV show that kind of helped me expand it more and really kind of trust in myself because what I'd end up doing with people is I didn't really do healings. Again, my first healing was just last week. Right like on. my first healing with this, I, this new quote business. I'd done healings on people before, but it was just like I, I hadn't, uh, I know this may sound crazy. I know you're dealing with this deep depression and I've been watching your story or I've been listening to you and, or I've been talking to you. And like, I just, it seems like you're trying everything. Do you mind if I just give you, you give me one hour and I will 
it just can you just trust me and it would like be this nervous reaction that i would get and i didn't know how to explain it to people and i get super nervous and paranoid and they'd be like yeah what do you do and i'm like i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> you know i would just i literally would just freak out i'm like because i didn't have the words to explain it to them because i was so afraid that they would run from what it was mm -hmm. just right. like you just said and so i would just do that and then when the show asked me, like, hey, we just want to film you on your day off, what you do. And I was like, I don't really do anything. Um, I really just like to really just sit in peace. And then I walked away, and they're like, oh, you know, all right. And then I walked away, and I came back, and I got this idea. You're like, you know what? Guys, come to my house. I'll show you where I sit at the lake, and then I'll show you all my crystals and my hobby. Yeah. Oh, my like, gosh. And I was like, I this it. is going to just blow up people's faces. And they're just going <laughs> to... Like, I know it's going to just shock so many people. And you were so I said, brave. F it. I was like, and I literally was like, F it, I'm doing this. And they're going to get Moses and Big Ten on there and all of these crystals. And it's literally trapping their energy and it's going to ping all of them. And they have no idea. And I'm like, that's important. It so is then important. I went to go do that. And then now people have been hitting me up on Instagram or they're shooting sure. me messages. And so I'm like, I'm going to turn this into something. Mm -hmm, I'm yeah. going to. I'm going to embody this and say mm -hmm. I can do both. And it was really cool. You know, the show helped it and it really started even with my teammates. Mm -hmm. I would always bring crystals and I'd wear these crystal necklaces and I'd put them in my locker and people were like, what the heck is this? And I'm like, just hold it. And then I would just like, you know, try to ground them into the floor and then immediately their stress would go away and they just look at me and like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, like, I'm not crazy. Well, and that's the best way for people to believe. Right, is to and just that was, experience that was the it. best part because it was people that you would like never think of, <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, Juice, when am I going to get a crystal?" Right. I'm like, "What? What?" And you give it to them, and it's just like something's happening, like yeah. something's changing right now, and I'm running with that, yes. and so that confidence and just seeing the reaction on my teammates' faces, like they're just as stressed out as everybody else, trying to fight for a job, or they're in a huge amount of physical pain, and and then they want it so bad to change or go away that when it does and you see the smile, I was like, I'm not screw it. I'm not lacking any more confidence. Like this is what you guys want me to do. And it's going to be a part of football. And it's going to be a part of my life. And I'm, you guys just keep showing me how to do it. And then that's where I'm at. So I'm at two healing, got one later today and I got two tomorrow. So it's just Amazing. rolling and I'm so blessed. It's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And it's so beautiful because we know, I mean, just from experience, the difference between, you know, experiencing healing and then facilitating healing. And you get to see all, you know, these different sides of, of it. And it's so, it's just such a, it's just such a cool thing. It's just amazing. I mean, there I'm, you know, I'm struggling to find the words, but it's just, it's like you get uh, this whole other side of it. And yet you also are a conduit for that healing. And so you're receiving that healing and all of that beautiful, loving energy. And all it is really is like a hundred million percent unconditional love, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, you get to 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 be a part of that and it's so beautiful and um i'm wondering like is this going to be like 
If you were dreaming big, would this be a part of everyday life for football players? Like you got the weight room and the, the massage room, and then you got, you got the meditation, you got the, the Reiki room, room and the crystal room. And you need the crystal room. <laughs> you know, like wouldn't that be awesome? Like I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm really stressed out. I'm gonna come in here and I'm just gonna wrap up with like twenty pieces of black tourmaline. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I'm really hurting, and I know if I put this piece of malachi on, it's gonna absorb and help with my pain level. Yeah. Are you gonna start designing like ice packs that have like black tourmaline and malachite in them? Yeah. You're in this really unique position that you could. I mean, you're already changing a paradigm. <laughs> right. You've already changed it. You know that. And you changed it by being your authentic yes. self. That's yes. what's so cool. That's the best. You yes. changed it by simply being brave enough to be who you are. Yes, and so afraid of what it might look like, and it's—I've literally only gotten nothing but love and questions, and it's like I wish I could answer all these people as best I can. So I'm, it's just been amazing; it really has, and I'm just going to continue to push it out there and change the view of what people think that metaphysics or spirituality or energy work is, and it's something that they do every single day, and they don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are your go-to stones right now? Like who are your, like who's in your, you know, heavy rotation of working with these days? Moldavite is my stone. (laughs) I literally have a necklace of Moldavite that goes around me. Wow. Mm -hmm. And people are like, how do you walk around with that? And I'm like, how do you not? (laughs) But, oh, geez, Moldavite, I just... I love that stone so much. Um, that's When's like your birthday? What's your sign? I'm an Aquarius, January 23rd. <laughs> okay. So if that didn't make any sense, you know, if I wasn't designed any more further than that, I don't know what, what design means. I, I, um, I, I'm an Aquarius too. I know what that's like. Ah, let's go. I know. Melissa's a Libra, so we got all the air right here, man. <laughs> Get the flow. Yes. Yes. Um, and I actually really love Shiva Lingos. Mm. Um, I really love them. I don't know that and the shaman stones. Like it's always a form mm-hmm. of a balancing stone or the complete total activation mm-hmm. of all of your chakras. I'm just like, I'm all about that. And mm-hmm. then the last but not least, my smoky citrine. Uh-huh. Um, love, love a those. Smoky citrine. I, I work with that a lot, but then. Yeah, I, it just rotates throughout the day. I'll have a bunch of little ones that I got to carry around. Um, fluorite was one of my very first crystals because my life was the most unstable it could possibly be. And they were like, here, just hold this little thing. And then it was like immediately grounded. And was I'm it like, like a little octahedron? No, it was fluorite? literally just a, just like this little piece. Polished piece. Yeah, Aww. just polished piece. And when I held it, I was like, okay, I'm yeah, I'm about that. Mm-hmm. Whatever well, balance right. that just gave me. Mm. Do you ever sleep with your stones? Yes, I'll either hold on to them, um, mm-hmm. or they've disappeared and then they get upgraded and then they come back and I'm like, don't do that to me. <laughs> that Dad, happens all the time. I that really is so, so worrisome initially, and then you realize that they're going to be. I've had a few that never got brought back. Yeah, but yeah, I I figured they're they're needed <laughs> elsewhere. They're needed they're in another things. dimension. Yes. Another dimension? Another dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? Getting back to oh, yeah. what you were talking about. Extra this, dimensional. This 60 planets and, and, and all that stuff. Are any of these 
planets that we would recognize the name of? Or in star systems, like say that's an Andromedan, that's a planet in the Andromedan galaxy, or the Ar- like a Arcturian or Pleiadian. Like, do you ever are they ever attached to the, what we have these? They're not. No, actually, okay. other than other than the one that the only one that I that I know of that does is Sirius. Mm. Um, it's just called Sirius. It's but it's not in the star. Mm-hmm. Sirius, which I, which I found so interesting, um, like because they are Syrian, like there are Syrians there, and I guess it's another home base or a, mm-hmm. for them. But it, um, but it's I haven't gotten any anything outside of that. Everything else was just all I know them as the light beings, like, they, and they're different combinations of like say an Octarian or a Pleiadian or mm-hmm. an Anunnaki and a Pleiadian and an Anunnaki and a Syrian in some way. And then there's this, they just elsewhere. I'm like, I, can I see you in the sky? And like, nope. No. <laughs> so I'm, again, I'm still figuring out exactly what this is still. And it's been a year now. Well, it's um, hard to, I mean, they have to lower their vibration quite a bit to, to be able to physically manifest and to where we can see them. Some of us contact is going to happen with our consciousness anyway, you know? Yes. For that very reason. I'm all about it. Just they, they've, they've honestly tried last year to introduce me to them, and I thought I was ready, and I just kept freaking out, um, <laughs> like really, really hard. I really would because the only ETs or paranormal activities I would get, you know, or like on this Ripley show where they're talking about people in Alaska, and it was extremely scary. It ended up being the Grays, but it was just like it, it was real. And when you're a kid, you're like, I don't want mm-hmm. ET contact. And then after <laughs> I don't want time, yeah, I don't want none of none of nobody no, wants no. to be anally probed. Okay, <laughs> nobody wants that. It's not what anybody um, wants. I mean, we we've done a lot of or felt guided, you know, to do a lot of our own um, vectoring and what we would call CE five work or human initiated contact. Human initiated contact with high dimensional extraterrestrial beings and um you know i mean there are some things yeah i mean we we get it we know i mean you may think you're ready for all kinds of stuff why can't you just physically manifest here and then, and then you start hearing fred steps and you're like shit i'm not ready <laughs> like bye like that's too soon bye <laughs> i'm fine with the voice i'm so fu- like the voice has been uh-huh. the, the best for me um because it is so clear, but it also sounds really so alien, like a digital, yeah. like computer. Like, <laughs> but if I literally, I'm like, okay, I, I get that. I'm fine with that. Like that. And it creates a sensation. But when they start to try and become physical, as I've asked them, it, it's like, I, I also have been asking out loud. So like the lower vibrations, cause they are more dense. They have a knack of showing up and then I get scared and then, mm-hmm. Things will fly around. My light switches will just keep going on and off. And I'm like, nope, don't need it. Don't need it. Never mind. I'm good. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shutting down now. Close <laughs> the portal. Yeah, I'm like not having it. I'm just no. You can stop throwing my stuff around. You can go back to wherever you were. <laughs> like no. Yeah, you're holding on to that smoky situation. <laughs> yeah, and my lightsaber and my wands, and I'm just ready. <laughs> You got it all. You're ready. You're protected. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So okay. So one one other question. You talked about the stones that you're 
utilizing on a daily basis right now. But if you were to be stranded somewhere. <laughs> on an island. On an island. And you could only have, you know, a few stones. I would say five. Let's limit it to five. What stones are going with Devin to the, uh, to the island? To Lost. <laughs> no smoke monsters. <laughs> well, definitely Moldavite. Like, that's just... <laughs> without saying huh so oh man dang five all right i know, I know. it's hard it's hard it's not fair but it's it's kind of number just it say what you want fun. real them off uh, definitely zincite uh for the manifestation okay hemomorphite mm, love yeah, it. after my hemomorphite uh, heart yes <laughs> What do you love about Hemimorphite? And it really shows you self-compassion. <laughs> things that self-empathy is a thing I feel like a lot of us struggle with. Mm-hmm. And it gives us peace, mm-hmm. a peaceful transformation. And so when I use the Moldavite, which is like an enormous transformer to amplify the Hemimorphite and really help me sit with myself, it just gives me a, a whole different aspect that I again, creates this self-worth that I didn't find possible or think was possible or find worthy at all. And it just, the two pieces I have here, they're sisters and it's just like, they've, I've only had them for two weeks. And then when I had a smaller piece of it, it really would just create such a calm for me uh, a year ago. And so I just, when I have it around working with Moldavite, it just, I feel like that piece really... <laughs> Huge. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it amazing how much you can love your stones? Oh, I, they're they're people. I just uh-huh. I wish I could make them not be solid and just talk, you know, Truly. create them, release them from their physical trapped form. <laughs> and I don't know how I forgot this one, but the other stone I usually carry every single day is Sujalite. Mm, okay. That, that big piece you showed us on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know where it is now. Like that disappeared on me. <laughs> oh, you better find that it. one. Um, there was two of them. Actually, no, I gave that one. There was three of them. There's a bigger piece that I have no idea where it went. I think I haven't seen episode four that you talked about. I only know the ones that I picked up and I gave that one to a teammate and it's transformed him a lot what a beautiful so that was, gift that was his stone and i was like do you have any idea how strong you are like do you have any idea and he's like no and i'm like just sit with this stone for one day and come back to me tomorrow and he just ah uh, it was it's so cool that stone so that one half the that is just the go-to the strong violet flame and transformer and protector i just yeah sign me up buttercup so Okay, you got one more. Man. This is quite all encompassing. I feel good about this. This is this is good. Oh, I have oh man. Am I going with the mystic merle knight, the amberite, <laughs> or the apophyllite? Oh, they're all so good. Uh, that's, that's a Sophie's choice. <laughs> I would I'd actually have to say the Mystic Merle Knight. The magic okay. that that thing. Yeah, he's you're, been a, he's been a good guy for me. You're not the first person that's been on the show that's talked about Merlinite. Oh man, so, so good. That's awesome. 
Why do you love Merlin Knight? I feel like I have a connection to King Arthur. Mm. Um, pretty big one. And when I found that stone, I didn't know anything about King Arthur other than my favorite child movie, what top five, top five, was Sword in the Stone. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard, when I held the mystic Merle Knight in my hand and the energy that I got from it and the direction, and then I found out its name, I was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> and just when I use it, to do whatever it needs that need whatever magic needs to happen and it just happens like i'm being guided by literally merlin himself in some ways it's like i don't care if it's placebo or not like if you're this idea of merlin in my head and these things happening like it's just such love and it's a gentle masculine energy to me and it's like yeah i want to be like that well, I think it's interesting that you're using to describe that that as gentle masculine energy because and thank you for sharing your five, you know, desert island stones. With us. <laughs> um, I know that was tough. It was it's hard. We that can change every Guys, day, I love all know. of you. I love all cuz they're all right here. So they're all like pick me, pick me. And I'm like, oh, no stone left behind. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I do have one uh, more question. I know I keep saying that, but this one, one last question. So how do you perceive you, when you're talking, like you said that about the Merlinite with the gentle masculinity, what are your thoughts? What's your viewpoint on this transition out of this, you know, patriarchy we've been in and toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. And we see that, you know, where this this paradigm of all of these realities are shifting, right? Everything's we're everything we're getting to, and it's happening very quickly. It seems like it's been a snail's pace for <laughs> people who have been in it for a while, but it's really happening very quickly. And we perceive, and this is also based on our, our experience of working with our 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 male clients and men in general, that there's a lot more transition that is that's needed to happen and that's happening right now. And this aspect of integrating divine feminine and having that be equal with the sacred masculine. And how do you perceive these, this, this, this happening? Because not only like, if we want to talk about stereotypes, you know, first of all, you're bucking the stereotype just by being you and being mm-hmm. out and being authentic. And in a world where football, American football is nothing but like this aspect of masculinity and <clears throat> all of the elements that go along with that. And just by being tough, physically strong, mentally strong. And you have to be spiritually strong to be playing at that at at, at at anything in life, but you know in that realm. So, where do you see this happening from your point of view? Do you see more guys embracing this aspect and recognizing this and this shifting happening? I don't see a lot, um, or I see a lot that are confused on what that may be because. Mm-hmm there are the societal labels that you just spoke of. Um, how do I envision it? I mean, I, I just try to lead by example and try to see it with myself and continue to embrace that. And there's a balance with it. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to envision just because it's, 
you're fighting society and what's considered strong and what's considered weak. I don't really think either of those definitions really embody that in the way that it could be or the word should is not the right word, but the way that it could be. And yeah, like, I don't know if you think about the environment and the nurture and everyone's lifestyles and how they were raised, like they only know that as it is. Mm -hmm. So what's considered strong is never crying, never complaining, never whining, never anything. And it's like, yeah, but what's being vulnerable? It's like, there's no, you don't want to be vulnerable because that's, that's weak. And then you keep chasing this trickle effect. Well, then what's considered weak? Like, do you have any weakness in you? Like, isn't not being vulnerable actually a sign of weakness because you're really trying to cry out, but you're refusing mm -hmm. to let yourself do so. So it's like, you can just keep going down this rabbit hole <laughs> of endless perspectives on what's considered strong and what's considered weak. And it's, Honestly, if, if we just went with the word love and just remove mm -hmm. either wow. and embodying what that is, mm -hmm. I really feel like that would bring forth the balance. It's mm -hmm. stop trying to pick one or the other, what's better, what's worse, what's really masculine, what's really feminine. It's like they have their own individual strengths and their own powers. It's just a different aspect of love. It's a different color of love, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. I don't know like how I envision it to get there. I, I'm, I'm, what I'm planning is to teach everybody their own individual self love. Mm -hmm. And by having that, then you can exude that to others. Yeah, and then that would create balance because then there would be no need for anything that's causing tension mm -hmm. all the way to politics, to war, to the simple mm -hmm. sharing something. You give it because they need it. And you want to have the genuine aspect of your heart and you ask because you need it. And, they're willing to help you from the genuine aspect of your heart. And there's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no, I'm trying to harm you. There's no, I'm one helping you. There's none of that. And it's just a constant passing and sharing because you understand like it goes beyond just this lifetime. It goes beyond where we're sitting today right now in that moment. And everything you do is connected. And so that's really what I like envision. And I think we're getting there. The fact that it comes down to the important aspect is love to love yourself unconditionally without measure, without judgment, with complete self-acceptance is the number one goal for every human being on this planet. Well, and I think it's, it's hard to, for people to grasp mm -hmm. how their singular journey, healing journey, journey to self-love, self-acceptance can impact the entire world and and yet it does you know I mean that's that's where it starts one person at a time and and from the self and I would just like to say that I you're gonna be a big part I mean I know how how much impact you're gonna have I mean you talk about seeing light I mean I can see the whole thing right now I mean I know it I feel it and I know how you living your truth and living your love and your being open to being vulnerable and growing and changing and learning and shifting and exploring and all of those things is going to just people are yearning I mean they're waking up right and left and they have no idea what 
to even they have no context for anything but yet there's something inside of them that is is yearning to see that example so that they can feel safe to to follow that and you're going to be an enormous part and you're of that a part you of already that. are just you posting uh, interacting with your followers on instagram on social media is huge posting pictures of the crystal grids that you make are it's just so important and valuable and trying to help guide these people that are awakening up to these other paths and it's beautiful and you're we just alike. have so much right. gratitude you have no idea thank I'm, you I'm yes thank, thank you, you. thank you for being brave thank you for being vulnerable thank you for being your authentic self and thank you for agreeing to spend your Friday afternoon <laughs> talking to us and being on our show. Have a good one. All right. You guys too. All right. Take All right. care. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye. Wow, what an earth angel. Truly. I mean, how could you not feel completely uplifted just by the sound of his voice? I know. You know? And it was beautiful. He's precious. He is precious. And we hope that you all will take some time to connect with him. You can get connected with Devin. The best way right now is through his Instagram account. You can find him on Instagram under Devin Kajuice 86 And um, he also has a cameo that you can also visit if you have questions and you want to interact with him on that platform. He's there as well. And he's very interactive with people that follow him. And he's just so open-hearted and willing to share. And that's beautiful. And he always just gives these divinely guided messages on his Instagram stories. I love it. Well, I, I love know, it. And they're I, beautiful reminders yes, just of like amazing. the things that, especially if you're, you know, having one of those kind of challenging days or it's just um, his unique perspective and insight and offerings are a real blessing. So check them out there. On our YouTube channel, we'll have uh, some pictures of Devin's stones and grids for y'all to see some of the stones that we were talking about. So check us out there on YouTube, Be The Light Podcast. Yes, and subscribe because we will also, you know, when we're dropping new guided meditations, they're going to go on there. And that's a great way to know when we've, um, you know, put something new out and we love to see you on there and interact with you and if you enjoy the podcast and you love the conversations that we have and it's something that that resonates with you we would be so grateful for your support you can give us your support by visiting our website there's uh, several ways that you can assist us in that way and however you feel guided to do so and we would be so grateful for that because it's a, a beautiful exchange. Until next time. Bye. We love you. Our amazing theme music was lovingly created by Frequency Jones. 
visit our website, bethelightrocks.com. We'll connect again wherever you are and whenever you are.